0: Like fire, help fire, this fire.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, I am 24, this is my podcast, 24's podcast, after the absolute disaster of a football game that was Thursday night on Amazon Prime, Thursday night football should just be canned, and we should just not have another football game on Thursday night ever again. I thought that I would bring out a little bit of, you know, I thought, pause the music, I think I said this like last week where I was like, if... I forgot what team sucked, but I was like, if this team sucks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roast the shit out of them. I'm going to roast the shit out of them. And I remember saying, I'm going to play Hellfire. I think it was like last week's football game with Miami or whatever. I was like, or some other team. I, I don't know. But I was like, I was, I remember being annoyed or it may have been last weekend's game. One of them. I think it was maybe Denver or whatever. I was like, I'm going to be pissed off if the Broncos, who were
2: they against last weekend? Who were they against? Was I pissed off with the Broncos? I was pissed at somebody. Hold on. Oh, no. The Broncos, they played up against the Raiders. And, they were, like, it's, it's the Raiders. They're, they're two of the worst teams in America.
1: Regardless. I'm Unpause my music. I was going to be very, very pissed off. And I was going to play Hellfire. But it seems very appropriate here to play Hellfire after... That absolute disaster of a football game that uh, that was Thursday Night Football last night. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about Russell Wilson. We'll talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. We'll go on a weekend game day picks. I'm very annoyed. I'm very annoyed with some of the stuff that's kind of gone on in the last 24 hours. But we'll talk about it. Twenty-four podcast. Also,
2: what an awesome, awesome song, Hellfire. Wow, 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 wow.
1: By the way, oh wait, hold on. Before I before I continue,
2: I know we just uh, we just played Hellfire, but I, I also have to play another song that just warms my heart. Warms my heart.
1: Let's play it. Let's play it. Oh, yeah. Give it up for the Mets. The New York Mets. Absolutely getting destroyed by the Padres. 7-1. It was over with by the third inning. I was deuced up. Timmy Trump, play him. Where's Diaz? Where's Diaz? Bring out Diaz. Where is he? Seven to one? Oh my God. As a Dodgers fan, I was very, very, very happy when I saw that. Oh my gosh. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, baseball playoffs are today. They started today. I'm not, again, I don't watch baseball to talk about it. like Analytically, I don't watch enough. I love, I love the Dodgers. I'm a Dodgers fan. And I watch the Dodgers or as I like to commonly refer to them as the Dodgers. I watched the Dodgers. And like a couple of weeks ago, they lost to the New York Mets, the baseball version of the New York Jets. But the Mets, they beat the crap out of the Dodgers, I think, in, what was it, like, two back-to-back games or whatever. And then Edwin Diaz came out and he was throwing some heaters. Some heaters. He's throwing some heaters against the Dodgers. And Mets fans went ballistic. And I was very, very annoyed. And I was just like, okay, we'll see you in the playoffs. And then I think the Mets were like first in the division against the Dodgers. And I was like, okay, we'll see. We'll see you real soon. And then it turns out we may not see them because they're losing seven runs to one. Bottom of the ninth. 2-2 is the pitch. With two outs, it's like everybody in the stands have already left. I'm just watching the funeral of the Mets. It's it's being played in New York. There, oh my God, Emma Stone is a Padres fan. Oh my God, yes, yes. Oh my God, the broadcast they showed they showed Emma Stone in the stands, and I was just like, oh, I didn't know Emma Stone is a Mets fan. She's a Padres fan. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, I love I love him. I. I've loved Emma Stone since Superbad. Love Emma Stone. Big fan of Emma Stone. Love Emma Stone. Love her. I think I'm an even bigger fan because she's a Padres fan. And I'm a Dodgers fan. I, I just hate the Mets. I don't hate the Mets. I currently strongly dislike the Mets because of what happened like a month ago. Go Emma Stone. Yes. Mm. Emma Stone, by the way, looks like a normal person. You know, like she's a super popular actress that everybody knows, and she's like in a in a Padres like Letterman jacket with a cap on and stuff like that. She looks like a normal person. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, she looks like a like a fan. You know, like sometimes people, like sometimes certain celebrities will just not wear fan attire, or they don't have to. I'm not, I'm going to if I ever go to a Cowboys game. Which I won't because I I hate traffic and I, I hate everything that goes into going to a stadium, sitting in a stadium. Like, I can serve my own food for cheaper. I have better seats. I have the game from multiple different angles. I, like, I will probably never go to another sporting event game ever unless I'm getting, like, courtside seats at a basketball game or whatever. Regardless.
2: Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the, um like celebrities and things of that nature
1: at sporting events. Like, again, I'm not, like, you don't have to wear your team's attire. It's just cool. She's in, she's there. She's in the playoffs. It's not a random event. It's in New York. New York, I think she actually lives in New York. So she's just like, I'll just go out and check out the Padres. She could have worn Mets gear. She didn't go, she didn't wear Mets gear. That place was packed. That place, the stadium, packed with Mets fans. She walked into hostile territory in a Padres letterman jacket. In a baseball cap, not even a baseball cap, really, but just in a cap, walked in, Padres attire, could have worn the Mets, repped her team. Her team won today, seven ones to one. Get ready to get absolutely knocked out, Mets!
2: Can't wait. Anyways. (sighs) I didn't mean to get juiced up, I didn't want to manufacture hatred. You know, I didn't want to manufacture anger, but then I <laughs> saw the Mets lose to the Padres and I'm like, I'm juiced up.
1: I'm very happy. I'm very excited, but I'm vivacious, vivacious, not vivacious, vivacious. I'm excited, excited at the, the Mets downfall. And, I, and a couple of hours ago, I'm like, I want the Mets. I want the Mets first round Tuesday or Monday. I can't remember what it is. Monday, Tuesday, I want the Mets. Then I was just like, this absolute embarrassment of the Mets, where the Mets looked like one of the best, one of the better teams in baseball over the last couple of months, but this embarrassment with all those Mets fans, all those same fans that played that stupid trumpet, Timmy Trumpet playing that stupid, they didn't play that stupid trumpet tonight. Diaz didn't come out of the, didn't come out tonight. Didn't play
2: those trumpets, did they? No, I did. I was very excited for tonight. Very excited. Oh, my God. Very excited. But, yes, I'm, I'm very excited to see the the, the, uh, the Mets suck. Anyways. Weird thing in Formula One this week, and then we'll talk about the
1: Broncos and, and the Colts. And then I'll... My annoyance and anger with the Broncos over in the Colts for the last couple of weeks—it's—it went from a blazing white hot hellfire. This fire—I I can't sing it all, but you know—it went from a hellfire to like, you know, um, a white hot hellfire to like, ah, eh, you know, it's, it's like a nice solid little campfire, you know, that can get out of control and burn down the entire force. You know, it depends on. Depends on how I'm feeling tonight. But it went from, I went from being like super pissed off with the Broncos and the Colts to like being like, to accepting it, you know? I was in denial and then I was just like, you know, this is like the five stages of grief, you know? Just like denial, like, oh, you know, like, like the Broncos could potentially make it to the playoffs, da-da-da-da-da, and then it's just like, oh no, like a couple weeks later, eh, no, I'm, I accepted it, they aren't, probably won't, they aren't, they probably won't make it to the playoffs, excuse me. We'll talk about that later on in the podcast, but I do want to first, I just want to talk about the Broncos and that disaster of a football game. For the most part, I still haven't watched the game. I've seen some of it. I said last night when I was recording Music Matters and I was talking periodically about it because I was, like, I was on Twitter and I saw the live scores and things of that nature and I was just like, well, okay, let me just kind of see what's going on and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to watch it. By the way, uh, the Padres, they just iced out the, uh, the Mets. 7 and 1. Thank God. It's like it was final. They struck him out, got him out. Get him out. Go back to San Diego. Let's
2: play some baseball. Let's get him out. I want either one. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I want either one. Mets, Padres, Dodgers will be either one of them. Sorry. Going back to, uh, to football, Broncos, Colts. I just, I haven't seen it. I don't think at this point, I don't need to see it. I get
1: the gist. It was one of the worst football games of the year. And
2: it was with, oh my God, hold on. I was about to talk about Formula One. What is going on? Wait, what? Is this a repeat? God damn it. ESPN, get your... Get your motherfucking shit together. Hold on. Speaking of getting my... Getting people's shit together, let me... That was actually something important. Give me like
1: two seconds. Hold on.
2: I love how I'm like, ESPN, get your shit together. They're broadcasting
1: Memphis versus... The the University of Houston. I don't give a shit.
2: I want to watch Formula One.
1: Give me give me two seconds to talk about something.
2: Not even two seconds to talk about it. I gotta like I gotta do something. I gotta pick up my car by drive. It just fell off my desk. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Two more seconds. Alright. Sorry about that. I'm back. Like, I, lo- I love how I
1: was just like... <clears throat> ESPN, get your shit together. The reason why I said that was because... Formula One, the race car series, the very, very awesome
2: race car series, is in Japan this weekend. It's in Japan. Hold on.
1: Like, I went from standing up and going behind my desk to sitting down and watching Memphis versus Houston. But Formula One is this weekend... And usually how Formula One works, if you live in the States, like I do, usually what happens is it comes on super early in the morning on Saturday, comes on at like five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock, four o'clock even, somewhere around there, depending on the country that it's currently in, because it is a kind of a world tour of racing, which is actually pretty awesome. When you think about it, because it's just like, oh, everybody gets to watch the races. There's even some racing in the United States, believe it or not. But um, it will always, it'll always change its destination. It'll always go from place to place, country to country, et cetera, et cetera, right? So this week, it's in Japan. Japan is like, it's super far ahead of us when it comes to the time zone. Like right now, it's like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the States. Eastern Standard Time, there it's like 6, 7 o'clock in the afternoon. It's insane how time works on this planet. Just like, you would think that we would, you know, Japan would be like so, like close to our time zone because it's just like, you know, they're not too far from us, relatively speaking. But it's just like, if you look at a world map and not a globe, they're technically on the other side of the planet, you know? We're at the end, they're at the beginning. We're west, they're east. Regardless, the Japanese Grand Prix Grand Prix is this weekend and all of the all of the events from the practices to the races all of it's been moved up. I was looking at it on my DVR today. All of this stuff, all of the racing is going to happen like essentially tomorrow for me. Like like it's going to essentially happen the 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 qualifying is happening in like a couple of hours. And it's, once again, it's 11 o'clock. It's going to happen, I think, at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And then the race is going to start at like midnight or something like that for the states. And I'm like, oh, that's fun.
2: What relevance does that have on football? Not a lot. I'm just, I'm just very excited. Yeah, and they just like
1: boom, boom, boom. They just like swapped. Oh, I'm watching Formula One now. Oh, my God. They just swapped after the University of Houston game versus Memphis I don't care it's a it's a Friday college football game nobody cares
2: I was just like yes Formula One today oh my gosh all right let's talk about
1: the Denver Broncos versus the Indianapolis Colts let's break it down what happened da 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 look like i don't I don't think I need to break it down. It, like the team's played essentially the worst football game of the year or one of the worst football games of the year, and as I was saying kind of in the lead up or in the lead in, I was just like i'm I'm done. I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to go to the playoffs this year. I mean, I don't think that's very controversial or like super intelligent to say. I think it's very obvious, but we're in week five. If I had said that like three, four weeks ago, people would have like thrown me off a bridge. Or more specifically, maybe not thrown me off a bridge, but it would have been, it would have been seen as a little bit premature to say, well, the Broncos aren't going to the playoffs. And it's obvious now. Like, they're terrible. Now, and by the, by the way, their season is over. With They're done. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL. It would take a monumental leap for a football team that has played this badly all year to go from being essentially what they were today to what they, or where they were yesterday to like a qualified, top-tier NFL team. And Tom Brady had an interesting quote that I'll play for you. He said that NFL teams this year for some, for some reason are playing significantly worse than, uh, than than usual. And the question I think that was asked was essentially like, you know, hey, like, um, like, what do you think of this polarity in the NFL? And Tom's like, bro, like, to me, this isn't
2: polarity. This is shitty football. You know? Here's a quote. I think
0: there's a lot of bad football from what I watch, you know, <laughs> I watch a lot of bad football, a lot of, yeah, poor quality of football. That's what I see. That's about
1: as brutally honest. Sorry about that. That was a little bit of a Colin Cowherd thing. I got that clip from Colin. But I think Tom's right. And I said it, and I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks, where I'm like, look, as much as certain teams are winning like the Cowboys, I don't feel like if the Bengals were playing at their full strength, if they were playing, you know, probably mid to late season, I don't think the Cowboys would have won that game against the Bengals. However, I could make the exact same argument with the Cowboys, you know, had Dak and Tyron and all these other, but I felt like certain teams were losing football games that they really shouldn't. The Bears, for example, beating the 49ers opening weekend, I will not get over that. I won't because it's just the Bears were outmatched, outclassed, worse head coach, worse overall team, worse offensive line, worse everything,
2: and... They found a way to pull it out. It's like every single week we get a bad game.
1: Even the game that Tom Brady played in two weeks ago, Tampa Bay versus the Packers. This, um, this past weekend, Tampa Bay versus the, um, the Chiefs. Like two kind of, as ironic as enough as it is, excuse me, where Tom's like, yeah, I think there's just a, bad, a lot of bad football. His team is kind of, a um, like kind of a really, really good example of like holy crap, like they've they went two and zero in the first two games and now they're two and two. It's a perfect example. It's a perfectly good example. The Giants, for example, are two and two. It's like, what? The Giants are terrible. It's like, yeah, they're two and two. This is the season that we're in. Like, let me show you some of the standings. Right? Like the NFC North right now, it's tied in a two-way tie with the Vikings and the Packers. The Vikings are terrible. The Bears are two and two. The Lions, who I think are better than them, are one and
2: three. It's like, what is going on? Check this out. Atlanta, one of the worst football teams in America,
1: has the exact same record as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Once again, two and two. Tom is right. The NFL, and I talked about this, I was like, a lot of the teams that are playing this year would probably lose to some of the teams, a lot of the teams that played last year, because last year football was better. The teams were better. I don't know how, but they were. Give me like two seconds. Hold on. Because I'm like, I'm
2: trying to open my fucking DVD player and it's, it's jammed. So I have a DVD player. I'm going to play DVD. Hold on. Gotta hit some of the old tech. It still won't fucking open. It's like, it's like opening and closing and opening and closing. And I'm like, just open. It's like, I'm open. I'm like, you're not open. Open. Sorry.
1: I'm getting distracted. I wanted to watch something else besides commercials, but it looks like I'm stuck with a fucking DVD player that won't open. I'm like, I'm pressing open
2: and close. It's, it's jammed. I'm sorry. Like, I'm distracted. I don't know why I just, like, hold on. Sorry for all the interruptions. It's ridiculous. Hold on. It's like, I literally need to charge my computer. I've
1: been looking at it, and uh, I just, I didn't, I didn't freaking do it. I didn't do it. When I was messing with my DVD, I'm sorry. I, I won't do that ever again. Sorry. Back to the Tom Brady quote. Everybody in the NFL is playing like crap, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I agree. I agree. And you won't see a better and bigger culprit or culprits than the Broncos and the Colts. And this is probably the last time that I'm going to talk about the Colts and the Broncos analytically. To me, they're two of the worst football teams in the NFL. And I don't care that
2: the the Colts won. Colts were as bad as the Broncos, potentially even worse. But there's a lot of conversation around Russell Wilson because he was terrible last night, as there
1: should be. Oh my God, next weekend, we get another primetime game. How fun is that? We get another primetime game with the Broncos and it's against the Chargers.
2: Go us.
1: Great job. Maybe Maybe we don't. Maybe we should have schedule flexibility when it comes to some of our primetime games. How about that? But yes, we will have Broncos and the Chargers next week on Monday Night Football. Not in the next couple of days, but literally in like a week and two, three days. We're going to have Monday Night Football, Denver versus the Chargers. Golly wally. I cannot wait to...
2: God, do I watch that game? I don't know. Probably. We'll see. I'm like, I'm debating not watching that game now. But, I mean, I I won't sugarcoat it. I won't even,
1: I'm I'm done wasting time. Russell Wilson played like shit. He's played like shit all, all year. The Broncos have played like shit for the most part all year. The Colts, we'll talk about. But it's just, it is absurd how bad the Broncos have played. And I talked about it from almost week one where I was like, dude, how are they this bad? I've been talking as well about it all season where I'm like, dude, like as a professional football team, you should not be this discombobulated with how many good football players you have on your football team. It is absurd. It is ridiculous. They should be better. They have way too many football players. They have way too many good football players. They have Cortland Sutton. They have Justin Simmons. They have Russell Wilson. I know he played like shit for the last four weeks, but I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback and one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Or at least he was. He isn't now. They have Jerry Judy, who can't catch a football. How, like, I got to bitch about Jerry Judy for a couple of minutes. The guy coming out of Alabama, one of the best wide, wide receivers in the draft, one of the best route runners I've seen really in the last four to five years when it comes to evaluating wide receiver prospects. He can't catch the football as a professional. And he didn't have this issue at at, at Alabama. I'm like, he has a, In you know what? Russell Wilson is having issues. Jerry Judy is having issues. I'm just going to say it. I think it's, I think it's the Broncos. I think it's Nathaniel Hackett. All the motherfucker has to do is get a jugs machine and just start catching passes on the jugs machine. It should be a required homework it's like he's in his third year he's up for an extension after this year and it's just like if I'm the Broncos I'm like we will buy a jugs machine for you we are going to buy you a jugs machine and we are going to force you to catch 20,000 passes this offseason why because you can't catch passes it's been a consistent theme with Jerry Judy for the last like three years since he became a pro, and it's like, bro, how do you not catch passes when you're a third-year player? He, he, he's aggressive at the point of attack, he is physical, he's a team player, but the motherfucker can't catch, and it's just like, this is one problem, This is an easy solution or as easy as a solution. It's just like, just catch a lot of passes. Get a jugs machine. Every single wide receiver swears by it. Every single old or old ass wide receiver swears by it.
2: It's just like, how, how,
1: how, how do you, how, how? I don't understand it. It's absurd that Jerry Judy, a great talent at wide receiver, a route runner, a pristine route runner, one of the best. Is offset by one of the most important, or not offset, but his like strength is offset by one of the most important things that you have to do as a wide receiver. And that's just simply put, catch the fucking ball. I'm shocked at how bad Russell Wilson is, his decision making in his throws. Let me, let me turn on the AC, I'm sorry for, I'll stand my ass up because I'm fucking, I'm burning up. I'm juiced up now, now, now I'm a little bit fired up. Here's when the hell fire comes in.
2: I'm a little bit juiced up. How can Russell Wilson at this point in his career, how
1: is he this inaccurate? How does he make bad decisions? The one, the two things that I say as a professional quarterback that you need, accuracy and decision-making, specifically smart decision-making, decision you need both because if you're Russell Wilson, and if you're, you know, multiple times in the red zone, he threw two red zone picks. Like, it's, it's not only egregious if you don't score. I mean, it's not, it's not so bad when you don't score a touchdown in the red zone. That's a myth. People are like, oh, my God, like, like you, you can't have red zone field goals. It's like, yes, you can. If you have some touchdowns, if you have two, three touchdowns, and you have, like, two, two field goals, congratulations. You've just scored
2: somewhere between 20 to 28 points. Or 20, yeah, yeah, right? 28 points, something like that? 27 points. 20 to 27 points, excuse me. But it's like, it all depends on how many touchdowns you score. You You can get away with scoring field
1: goals in the red zone, but you have to score touchdowns. And it's like, I'll watch the Broncos play and I watched Russell Wilson, and I was—dude, I was shocked. I was sh- I was mortified. I'm like, Russ, dude, look. You know you can't turn over the football in the red zone. You know you can't. It's a field goal at the very least. At the most, it's a touchdown. And there were times where I'm just like, these are just horrendous throws. These are horrendous decision-making. And one, one play where I was scratching my head on— It was the Jerry Judy, ironically enough. It was the fade down the right side. Jerry Judy was open, daylights, wide open.
2: And Russell underthrows him. And it's just like, it's like Russell Wilson is
1: known for his velocity on the deep ball, for the air that he can generate, that he can put underneath the deep ball that helps monumentally with
2: the ability for wide receivers to track the deep ball. And it's like, now, with Russell Wilson, like, that deep ball was shitty. It was bad. It was below average. Gary Judy had to stop, turn around, slow down, and catch the ball. Like, he, he was a returner. And I'm like, what? That's insane to me. Insane that he threw shuts a shitty pass.
1: Jerry Judy. It's like what like what? It's wide open. The KJ Hamler play. The end zone play where KJ Hamler was wide open. Russ just Russ was dead set from pre-snap. And look, I don't know what's going on with the Broncos. He was dead set. Russell Wilson has never been great pre-snap. He's always been. Let me do it myself. I'm gonna do it myself. I'll 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 focus in. He trusts Cortland Sutton, but Russell Wilson has never been one of the guys that's like pre-snap, bada-bing, bada-boom, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to change my direction. I'm going to change the way that I, uh, that I throw this pass. Or not throw the pass, but I'm changing with who I'm going with because of something that I saw pre-snap. Didn't go through his progressions. Apparently, Nathaniel Hackett had like sold him out. I can't watch and listen to everything because to me it's like, the Broncos, to me, haven't, deserve, haven't earned the right for me to like sift through all of their post-game interviews and press conferences. But apparently Nathaniel Hackett sold, sold his, uh, fucking shipped his quarterback down the river and was like, uh, Russ checked out of a run play, he went to a passing play. By the way, the running game was shitty. Like, as, as much as I'm like, it's fourth and one, essentially for the ball game. It's fourth and one. I'm so, you know what? I'm so annoyed in so many different ways with the Broncos. They really fucked that game completely up. It started in, re- in, in regulars time. Not regular time. Um, in uh, regulation, excuse me. It's 9-6. All you have to do is not turn over the football. This is Russell Wilson's first red zone turnover. All he has to do is not turn over the football. And what does he do? What does he do? It's like, bro... It's third down, throw it out of bounds, throw it in a place where your receiver can get it. Instead, he just lofts it in the air, picks it off. So I think it's Stefan Gilmore, I think, that picks it off. And it's just, it's like, Russ, dude. And then, by the way, the Colts, they go down the football field, they score three points. It was nine to six. It's nine to nine. And, and when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, I am living in the apocalypse. Because I have to watch overtime for these two football teams. Because somehow, some way, the Colts, after getting body-bagged by the Broncos, defense, of course, they're now like, well, sh- shit. Now we're going to have to, uh, to play in overtime, and now we're going to have a great drive at the end of the game. And then Russell Wilson does the exact same shit on fourth down. And I'm like... Like, I don't understand, first and foremost, I don't understand why the fuck Russell, not Russell, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, isn't calling field goals. I don't understand that at all. Call a field goal, man. Just kick the field goal. It's like week one, he goes for a 60-yard field goal. Week, um, week five, or week, yeah, it is week five. He's just like, fuck it, we're just going to go for fucking fourth downs in our own red zone. It's like, dude. And then it's just like, you, after the first red zone interception... If Russ, you should, as a head coach, tell your fucking quarterback, man, hey, man, had an interception on one of the final drives of the game, one of the most important drives, throw it, in, throw it to whoever you want, just throw it in a position where he can catch it, and then and if, he's, if he's
2: covered up, in the stands. In the stands. It's situational football, but it's so simple. It's so simple, the situation. Everybody knows how to do it. And for some
1: weird reason, one of the veteran quarterbacks, one of the best guys in the NFL, one of the Hall of Famers, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the sport, doesn't know how to fucking throw the football out of bounds on a third down play and on a fourth down play. I mean, maybe you can't throw, you obviously can't throw it out of bounds. But my point is, it's like, he doesn't know how to take care of the football in the red zone. And he doesn't know the situations. That's coaching. That's bad coaching. I'll always always have a referendum on Jason Garrett and what he did to Dak Prescott in his career. Because Jason Garrett ruined the first three to four years with his underdevelopment of Dak Prescott and of the quarterbacks on that team. And you look at how Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys play football now. They're one of the best teams in the NFL.
2: Not just offensively, but defensively. Turns out Mike McCarthy's a pretty good coach. Turns out Matt LaFleur, kind of meh. Wanna know how I know that? Mike Mike McCarthy,
1: three and one without a starter, without a starting quarterback. The Packers are like two and two. <clears throat> Sorry for the voice crack. Really should be one and three. Are they two and two or are they three and one? I, like, regardless of their record, they should they really should be one and three.
2: They're not very good. They should have lost against the Pack against the Bucs. They lost against the Vikings. I don't
1: know who they're gonna play. They really, they really should have lost. They will, They really should be one and three.
2: I think they almost lost to the Lions, and then they uh, they beat the Bears. My point is, overall, Russell Wilson to me is being
1: negatively impacted by Nathaniel Hackett, which is why I'm like. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is a good coach. I don't think they can figure it out this year. Maybe they can figure it out next year. But there is just some things that I just,
2: I'll watch. I will watch them play football. I will watch these teams play. With the Broncos.
1: I watch the Broncos play and I'm like, dude, why are you this bad? You should not be this bad at this point. at At this level. Not at this point in their respective careers, but at this level. There's just certain shit. It's like I'm watching high
2: school football with the Broncos. I'm like, oh, you're just terribly coached. And then I get this clip from Kyle Brandt. It's like one of the most... I don't know why this went viral. Some stuff that goes viral,
1: I'm just like... I don't get it. But like, one of the biggest posers on the internet... Just a guy that just doesn't really get it or understand it, like, goes on good morning football and has, like, this eye-rolling, obnoxious reaction to Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. And I'll play, I'll play it to you because it's just, it, it's just, it's, it's annoying.
0: I look at what's happening with the Broncos and Hamler and the coach, and I look back at Russell Wilson, where is this going with his relationship in the locker room? Because I think Russell Wilson is one of the least authentic personalities we have in this league. I think Russell Wilson is a poser, and that doesn't mean he's a bad person. I actually think he's a good person. I think he tries to be something that he's not. And when you make the $245 million, you either got to be a really great guy with the locker room who loves you, or you got to be an amazing player. Brady, who makes half of what Russell's making, is both. Rodgers, MVP, Patrick Mahomes, both. Allen, people love him. He's amazing. Kyler, we'll find out. Russell Wilson, first of all, the NFL, the Broncos fan base has no history with him. They have no allegiance to him. This is not a Seahawks thing that they drafted him, they grew up on him, he's their guy. None of that. You know, I, I work the, the NFL honors. I work the red carpet. Kelsey comes by. Rodgers comes by. Russell Wilson shows up with the sunglasses and his wife, and they, I think they think they're, they're Jay-Z and Beyonce, and they will literally put their hand up and say, Say no, we're not talking. Why? It, because you think you're that cool and you're that famous and you're that amazing and everything is so perfect. Well,
1: they are that cool, that famous, that amazing. I mean, they they are that cool. But it's like, dude, you didn't have this problem with them a year ago. You didn't have this problem with them two years ago. My issue with Russell is that he's playing below the standard. My issue isn't that he's authentic or not. Like we're missing the point here, and it's just like it's dogpiling, and it's just like okay, people are just saying a bunch of shit to say a bunch of shit. But there does, and there should be, criticism. There does, and there should be, analysis. But the whole, he's a poser. Coming from like one of the biggest posers in, in sports media, and Kyle Brandt. It's just like, come on. This is absurd. Russell Wilson needs to play better. I think the Denver Broncos need to fire Nathaniel Hackett. Dude, I'm looking at their, I'm looking at their fucking record, and it's exactly what Tom Brady said. They're two and
2: three. They would have been three and two if they won that game. And they could have. And they really should have. It's a joke. It it absolutely is. But I think it's over. I think Russell Wilson and the Broncos this year are over with.
1: They're going to have to make major adjustments. In the off season, I think they're going to need offensive linemen. I think they're going to need potentially a better head coach. Uh, like long and the short, I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't think they're going to win anything with Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. And I just, I, I think that is the 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 barrel that everybody's staring down. it's just like, oh yeah, he's just he's not good enough, and it's not even close. I know we talked about one disaster. I'll just keep it short with the Colts. I don't give a shit that they won that football game. Because everybody's
2: talking about how bad the Broncos are because the Broncos should have won that game. I hate to say it, Matt Ryan should probably retire after
1: this season. I just want the Colts to go away, man. You know, I just want, you know, you know what's so annoying? And it's what's so interesting about this game, about last night's game, right? It had two quarterbacks that moved from previously there two, are two franchises that they got drafted into that, that they played a long time with and things of that nature and they moved on to another organization. It's the exact same thing that Tom Brady did two years ago when he moved from New England to Tampa and it's the exact same thing last year that happened with Matt Ryan when he went from Detroit to Los Angeles. And I mean, not only did they have success, they had immediate success with both players winning Super Bowls. And... I'm not saying that Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson should win a Super Bowl now. Or really, to me, like, like it was expected. Like like you, you, you don't have two Super Bowl champions, obviously. You have one. I didn't expect both of them to win Super Bowls like this year. But inarguably, the Colts are a better team than the Falcons, even though their record doesn't reflect it. Just player-wise, by the way. Like, player-wise, it's just like, yes, the Colts have more players. Like, we can agree on that. And the same thing goes for the Denver Broncos. They have better offensive players outside of, uh, outside of like their wide receivers and potentially eh, maybe a little bit closer than I think. But I think their quarterback is better. I think Geno Smith isn't very good. I think he's playing very good, but I don't think he is very good. It's like defensively, it's like, yeah, Seattle, it's not even a contest. Seattle's defense is terrible. But Russell Wilson and the, uh, the Broncos are fucking horrendous. And by the way, if you're like somebody who's like Geno Smith is better than, than Russell Wilson, I mean, again, Broncos are two and three. Seattle is, let me get their record. Seattle's two and two. They go up against the Saints. They're probably going to go up three and two. But make no mistake about it, they are not a good football team. They're going to go up against the Cardinals next week and then the Chargers the week after that.
2: They'll be essentially in the exact same place as the Broncos are in about two weeks. But it's obnoxious to me that two quarterbacks are in two better positions and they can't figure
1: it out. Russ can't figure it out in Denver. Matt Ryan couldn't figure it out with the Colts. And when I tell you, I mean, we don't even need to have a disagreement. One of the worst games the public has seen for football in a very, very long time. And not even one of the worst games. I think we can probably, I'll, I'll say this. This is probably the worst streak of football games on like big, 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 big stages that I've ever seen in my entire life. From and, and some of them, like what I try to do like mentally is I try to like purge my brain of just bad football games. But it's just like, there's been so many and I'm like looking at the schedule right now That I'm just like, holy shit, oh yeah, that game happened. Oh yeah, that game happened. Oh my god, I can't believe that game happened, right? Or it's just like, week one, Broncos at Seattle. By the way, this is... They're going to be on Monday Night Football twice in six weeks. Holy fucking shit, that's insane. Broncos at Seattle.
2: Boom. One of the worst games I've seen all fucking year. Broncos... On Sunday night football, week three, versus the 49ers,
1: choke job, fucking moronic football game that the Broncos somehow won 11 to 10. And then this past weekend, Rams at 49ers, it's all Monday night football. I feel bad for Troy and for, uh, for Joe because holy shit, their
2: games have been absolutely atrocious. Holy fucking shit.
1: Rams at 49ers. Terrible game. It was 24 to 9, but they scored like 11 points or 14 points, right? I can't remember what it was. And like the second half, or not in the second half, but in the fourth quarter. Let me, hold on. Let me, I had it. They scored 10 points, excuse me, in the fourth quarter. Before that, it was 9 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. It was miserable. It was misery. And then last night, we get the fucking clown show, throw a clown fucking fiesta, bring out the, the white paint and the rainbow afros, the Colts and the fucking
2: Broncos 12 to 9, joke, I mean, holy fucking shit, it was a disaster of a football game,
1: and it's exactly what Tom Brady said, where I'm like, dude, like, it is the worst stretch of football games, I, at least on primetime, that I've seen in an extra. Ordinarily, long time. I said something that I stand by a couple of years ago where I was like, look, the NFL should have the most popular football teams and the best football teams playing on a weekly basis in primetime games. If you gotta put them against shitty opponents, put them against shitty opponents and have it be a blowout. But you cannot have five quarters for in regular in, uh, in, in regulation, one in overtime. You cannot have five shitty quarters of football. People will tune out of that. And, and it's not just that they will tune out. It's that they won't watch it next week. They won't watch Monday Night Football or they won't watch... Like, people already aren't going to watch Thursday Night Football because Thursday Night Football is a fucking joke. Nobody wants to watch it. What's on next week? Holy shit, it's the Commanders versus the Bears. Two of the NFL's
2: worst teams duking it out on primetime. So essentially more of the same. And it's like, this is this is what you put on primetime?
1: These are the games that you want to advertise? These are the games that Amazon gets? They paid all of that money to get the Thursday night football slot, and then they paid even more money to start streaming it a year early
2: because they got the rights in 2023, but then they paid more money to the NFL to be able to stream it this year. Like, God, man. I know I know, we've been talking about
1: the Broncos and the Colts for almost an hour now. It's
2: just... It is... Absurd to me, some of the stuff that's been going on with football right now. It really is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, gosh, I'm I'm annoyed. I'm very annoyed with the Colts and the Broncos. I like just so obvious it's just like it's just so obvious that they're so bad um I don't, I don't know what I had planned for the rest of the podcast I'm not gonna lie to you I don't know um but we will go into and we will wrap up the podcast with um game day picks for Sunday
1: Super, super, super awesome. Maybe not super awesome Sundays. Uh, week five, we're a little bit over a quarter of the way through the season. There are some very important games that are going on this weekend as well. Um, I mean, there always is. The NFL, the coolest thing about it is that every single week
2: matters. But what's so interesting to me, oh, the Eagles have a bye week this week? Do they? No, they don't. They're against the Cardinals.
1: But this weekend is such an interesting weekend for football for me because there's some divisional games, there's some cupcake games, there's some games where it's just like, oh, okay, like we can potentially see the outcome for certain, maybe not the outcome, but we can see potentially the height of certain teams. Like, for example, the Cowboys are going up against the Rams, the Bengals are going up against the Ravens. I think those are two of the most interesting games this weekend. Because the Bengals have struggled all year. The Ravens have struggled for the last two weeks. I think the Ravens are going to be fine. I think at this point, the Ravens are the best team in their division. But these last two, two, uh, they should be 4-0. They should be 4-0. It's a joke. They've been up by 17 points going into the fourth quarter. It's been not talked about, kind of talked about, because the Ravens haven't been on a primetime game yet, I don't think.
2: But... Their collapses have been unfathomable to me, at least. Where I'm like, dude, like, how do you how do you give up a 17 point lead?
1: But the thing about the uh, the Ravens is that Lamar has been playing out of his mind. Lamar is easily, to me, the MVP of the league, unless you want to make it be Patrick Mahomes. And to me, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are like an actual threat this year. The Cowboys, on the other hand, with the Rams, it's such an interesting game because, again, the Cowboys were dead to rights week one after the Bucs, and then they beat the Bengals, the Giants, and the Commanders. All good games because they were playing with a backup quarterback, and they won those football games. And their offensive line seems secure. It seems good. They're going to go up against another beast, and it's not like they haven't been challenged because they fucking played against Shaq Barrett and... And uh, it, and I was about to say Levante David, but he's not. But I meant to say JPP, but they don't have JPP anymore. But they played up against Shaq Barrett and all those boys, and they gave up four sacks, and then they really have only given up two sacks ever since. They've been phenomenal. They've been dominant. They've been able to throw the football. They've been able to pass the football. This is probably, on paper, their best and biggest challenge uh, to date. And it's like, it's going to be super interesting, and it's going to be so important for the Cowboys to come out with a win because Dak Prescott... Next weekend in Philly against the Eagles on Sunday night could be having a coming out party against the Eagles. One of the most important games really of the last month, because I think a lot of power and a lot of control resides in the NFC East right now. The Cowboys and the Eagles are two of the top teams in the NFC. Like, let me look at the standings. For example, let me show you something Just based off of records. How are the Giants three one? How are they three and one? How are they three and one? <laughs> like just <laughs> we'll we'll just discount the Giants. They're like I I I, I thought that they were two and two. They're not two and two. They're three and one. Shout out to the best division in the uh, in the NFC by the way, the NFC West. Every single team is two and two. Joke. But we'll just discount the Giants. They're a joke. But the Cowboys and the Eagles are three and uh, are excuse me four and zero. Oh. Excuse me, 3-1 and one and 4-0 and oh, respectively. The Eagles being 4-0, oh, the Cowboys being 3-1. and one. And then it's just like, the Vikings, I don't think they're realistically, I don't think the Vikings and the Packers are their record. I don't think they're 3-1. I think the Packers should have lost one, maybe two more games. I think they should have probably lost against the Bucks. Vikings, they probably should be 1-3 potentially. But here we are. But I th- but my point is the Cowboys and the Eagles both have two of the best records in the NFC. They own that that conference. They own that their respective division. And even more importantly than that, I think they've been playing probably
2: the most consistent football in the NFL and some of the best. But
1: over the next two weeks, they're going to clash against top-tier teams, good teams, great teams. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Now, let me, uh, God, my internet is, like, shot for some horrifying reason. Now, let me give you the game day picks, and then we're going to peace out. My internet, man, I, on this computer, I don't know what the fuck is going on with it. It's, like, it's broken, it's fixed. It's broken, it's fixed, it's broken. I don't know what is going on. I can't believe, just, I cannot believe how, like, how, like, ridiculous this thing is. It's just, like, bro, like. I haven't had the, this, I had, like, my internet, like, on this computer will, like, disconnect, reconnect. I can't play chess anymore on this computer because it's just, like, it, it just, it doesn't work. It's like, bro, your computer who
2: you, you can't connect to the internet, it's a laptop. I don't know what's going on. Regardless. I want to talk about the other games, and I'll give you the game day picks. But my point
1: overall is, is that there are some important games going on this weekend, and there are some cupcakes. There's going to be games that are just like, okay, boom, this team will win. Don't even have to think about it, da-da-da-da-da. One of those being the Giants and the Packers. So the Giants, ironically enough, 3-1 and team quote-unquote, one of the best teams in the NFL, Saquon's back, Saquon's back, Saquon's not back. Or Saquon technically is back in the sense of he's not getting hurt every other week. But, yeah, Saquon is running like like old Saquon Barkley and things of that nature. But, like, look, some teams have been able, not even some teams, it's not even some teams have been able to contain him is the best way to describe it. Teams don't care if they run all over him. Teams want to eliminate big plays from happening, and for the most part, they do, except for some plays here and there. But really, with Saquon and the Giants, they don't care if Saquon gets 100 yards because the Giants' passing game is terrible. The Giants were horrendous a week ago against the Cowboys or two weeks ago against the Cowboys. They give up so many sacks, so many pressures with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones isn't playing very well. Shout-out to Brian Dables, just exquisite scheme and philosophy for the Giants, because, I mean, it's pretty much is non-existent.
2: It's not very good. And it's just like, when you watch the Giants play,
1: they don't have any receivers. They have one running back, and even then it's just like the running back with Saquon. And the, even then it's just like, okay, you have Saquon, but at the exact same time, Teams will bottle them up. Teams will contain them because your offensive line isn't very good. And I, I just... The Giants are 3-2 and two right now, which God only knows how that happened. I haven't, like, checked out their schedule. Let me, like, take a look at it. They're playing the Packers in London. I mean, they beat the Bears, they beat the Panthers, and they somehow miraculously beat the Titans. And it's just like, they should be... I mean, they've gone up against literally some of the worst teams in the NFL at this point. I, I despise that the Giants are 3-1. The Packers, they should win this game. I would be shocked if the Packers don't. I don't understand how they would lose this game. They have better everywhere. Better offensive line, better quarterback, better secondary, better defensive line. Better running game, in my opinion, with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones versus Saquon Barkley and question mark. Potentially, not even potentially, I mean definitively a better coach. I'd be shocked if they lose this game. Packers over the Giants. Get, get him out of my face. Lions at Patriots. Brian Hoyer is hurt. Mac Jones is hurt after having an ankle injury. So uh, Bailey Zapp is going to play. I would be shocked if the Lions lose this game, to be honest with you. Because the Patriots are on their third quarterback. They don't really have a secondary. I don't know if Amon Ross St. Brown is going to play. I don't really care. Jared Goff somehow, some way, is playing really, really well for some weird reason. Like he just decided this year to pull it out of his ass. Hey, first four games, I'm going to play really, really awesome this year. I'm like, okay, okay, Jared. All right. He's like, oh, all right yourself. I'm beating the shit out of good football teams. They almost beat the Eagles week one. Everybody forgets that. Amon Ross St. Brown has really, really come alive this year for the Lions. And I can't, like, I can't hate on the Lions. The Lions have lost a lot of football games and, to me, are potentially, like, a playoff contender this year, which is a bit of a shock. But I don't want to say they're well coached, but they've always kind of, like, hung in their games. And I hate giving moral victories and participation trophies. They're one in three. But I mean, like in some of the games are just like ridiculous where they've they've given up almost 40 points in two of their games. They gave up 48 against Seattle last week. They gave up 38 against the Eagles. That's ridiculous. Too many points. Gave up 28 against the Vikings. They gave up 27 against the Commanders. And it's just like you cannot give up that many points and expect to win. But because of garbage time and kind of because of the play of Jared Goff, they've been in some of these games. And I'm like, okay. All right, let's see what you do against the Patriots. No secondary, very, very little pass rush. The Lions have a good offensive line. I haven't checked the injury report, so I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins or DeAndre Swift, excuse me, is going to play. I don't really care. Third string quarterback for the Patriots, really not a lot of great defensive players there for the Patriots. I feel like the Lions have created some momentum that they can potentially take advantage of this weekend against the Patriots. So I'm going to take the, uh, the Lions against the Patriots. Chargers at Browns. Browns, to me, are irrelevant until further notice. Chargers, to me, are battered, beaten, and bruised. But the Chargers have Justin Herbert, and the Browns have Jacoby Brissett. I think Aaron Donald, after being in a car accident in his Porsche... What was it, like this week? So long ago, some of this news. But after being in like a Porsche, an accident in his porch, I think he may play this weekend. Insane, by the way. But he may play this weekend against the Chargers. And that's a bit of a problem because the Chargers, they are missing Rashawn Slater, who is one of the best left tackles in the NFL. And they're replacing him with question mark. I don't know who they're replacing him with. He's not as good as Rashawn Slater. And they need Rashawn Slater because they're going up against
2: Miles fucking Garrett. So, and then Justin, man, I don't, I don't like how the Chargers are handling Justin Herbert. I hate how, essentially, the Chargers are like, look, we know Justin's hurt. We know, uh,
1: we know that he is vulnerable to potentially being
2: Worse off. He's in a contract year. We don't fucking care. We're playing him. And I'm like, guys, like some of these games are not worth it. Like, honestly, some of these games it's just like, bro, nobody cares if you win
1: or lose. To me, they're a fringe playoff team and they should do what's in their best interests. Long term relative to the regular season versus trying to like win some, win, win, a, win a football game that they like, not win per se, but play Justin Herbert in a game that they could potentially win without him. And I'm like, you're potentially screwing yourself long term this regular season instead of potentially helping yourself. I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't really understand it but I think the Chargers will be fine regardless I mean god man every like and you want to know the obnoxious thing you want to know the thing that really like annoys me as just an analyst I have like Chargers fans being like Justin Herbert played with x injuries when he was in college he'll be fine I'm like yeah, like you're missing the point the point isn't that he played with all of these injuries in college. The point is that he's having to do it once again in the NFL. And he could get even worse. He could be in a worse situation.
2: Long term. When you could potentially make it to the playoffs this year. Because your division is shitty.
1: I think they could probably beat the Browns without him. And... Um, I, I, I worry if Miles Garrett plays. Because he is probably even after being in a car accident where he had to go to the hospital, he could probably—I don't know if he's going to play. Is he going to play? I don't I, like. Hold on, let me look it up. I don't think it matters too much because I still think they'll be able to get pressure on on Justin even without Miles Garrett. But Jesus fucking Christ, like with Miles Garrett, he could potentially re hurt and re injure his shoulders, man. God damn. But Chargers over the Browns, I worry about the Chargers long-term. And then they don't even have Joey Bosa, regardless. Chargers over the Browns. Hopefully Justin doesn't get hurt again this game. Texans at Jags. Jags have been, in all, have been on an absolute tear. They've been a really, really good football team this year. They look like a playoff team coming out of their own division for the first time in like five years after essentially they punched themselves in the nuts Really, for the last five years and got essentially probably one of the best quarterbacks in his draft class in Trevor Lawrence. And they look to be, you know, one of the the better teams in the AFC, which is a bit of a shock. Because I didn't think that they were going to make this amount of leaps and bounds where they were going to be competing with some of the better. I mean, they almost beat the Eagles last week. They almost beat the Eagles. So I think their record is what? It's like two and two. I don't care. it's two and two, and somehow some way, they're still leading their division because their division sucks. But their division is like two and two. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't care that they're two and two. I feel like they should be three and one, potentially four and 0 oh. They've played really, really good this year. I hope they keep that hindsight in perspective of like, yes, we've lost two games, but we've we've really lost against we play like shit against the commanders. And we, almost, and we kind of played like shit at the end of the game against the, uh, the Eagles. I think the Jacks are going to be fine. This is a cupcake game against the Texans. They're terrible. Texans, I think this is where the rubber meets the road, where they've played relatively good and they themselves are 2-2. Two two. I think this is where they, uh, they, they have their come-to-Jesus moment where they're like, oh, okay, we're not as good as our record says we are. Falcons at Bucks is another example of like, yeah, you're not as good as your record says you are. Falcons against the Bucks. Uh, Falcons one of the worst teams in the NFL. Tampa Bay playing really under the level that they should have. And that's just because they have issues at offensive line and they haven't been playing very well. To be honest with you, even in the Dallas win, their Tampa Bay is 2 and 2. Atlanta's 2 and 2. Even against the Dallas Cowboys, I was like if Dallas's offense played a little bit better, a lot better actually, Dallas would have beaten the Bucs on Sunday night. Dak played one of his worst games I've ever seen in my entire life. Terrence Steele was a disaster. And Dallas just couldn't move the football against
2: Tampa's defense. I feel like that Tampa game was way more bad Dallas than good Tampa. But the Falcons against the Bucs, I think the Buccaneers are going to be perfectly fine and they're going to take this game and then
1: they're going to win and it's a cupcake. Steelers at Bills is a cupcake. Steelers will start Kenny Pickett after Mike Tomlin was like, we're going with Mitchell Trubisky two weeks ago. And I was just like, bluff, bluff, bluff. Josh Allen and the Bills have played erratically against the Ravens and the Dolphins over the last two weeks. This should be a cupcake. You're back in Buffalo. You're going to have the crowd behind you. And it's going to be one of those games that it's just like, it's, it, it's going to be a dog. A fucking uh, a dog walk for the Bills. It should not be very difficult for them to beat the Steelers. The Steelers are very, very bad.
2: Dolphins at Jets. Talk about the ball of mediocrity, man. I'll, t- I'll take the Dolphins, man. I
1: just... Damn. They don't have Tua because he's concussed and he was reconcussed last, last week. He shouldn't have played last week. Against the Bengals. And then they reconcussed him. And now he's out. I was about... Like, I haven't seen Tua play in almost two weeks. Because I didn't watch... I, I watched part of last week's Thursday night football game against the Bengals. But when Tua got hurt, I'm like, I can't watch this. But Tua won't play. I forgot who they have at quarterback for... Backup quarterback, of course. For the Dolphins. Whoever he is, he'll probably beat Zach Wilson and the Jets. The Jets aren't very good. Once again... And they're kind of like the Broncos and the Colts where I'm just like, damn, you have so many good football players. You can't figure this shit out? It's why I'm kind of like, oh, I'm out on Robert Sala. I'm out. I'm like, he's had three years to write this ship. Or really two years, I guess, to like write it. Or is it three? No, he's had three. It was since 2020. He's had three. I'm like, damn, you still suck? Damn.
2: I think Zach Wilson could be good, but he got hurt. He's been hurt for the last couple years. Like, damn, you couldn't figure this shit out? Damn. I guess uh, Robert Sala's been there for two years. But still, it's like,
1: damn. Guy can't figure anything out. He's got good players. Players are playing below standards. He had Ahmad Gardner who's been good for them for the most part. Like, as good as a rookie can be. Jermaine Johnson has been good for them. Elijah Tucker is a good guard who they got a couple of years ago.
2: It's just like, damn, damn. Jets aren't very good. Do hold on. Like officially, do I have them? Okay,
1: good. I, I don't have the jets. I like, I'm looking at my, like my notes page where I like write down all of my predictions and I'm like, this is a back and forth game, but I just, I don't think the jets are very good. I'm taking the dolphins over the jets. Uh, Bears at Vikings. Another game where the Bears will just prove their mediocrity once again. They'll just pull down their pants and they will show their ass to the, uh, to the general public again. Especially because they're not at Soldier Field. They are in Minnesota this weekend. Against the Minnesota Vikings. I swear to God, man, if the Vikings, if they lose this game on Sunday, I'm going to be pissed all hell. I am going to be so fucking angry that the Vikings lost against the Bears where the Bears can't find their elbow from their asshole. They can't even fucking score a fuck. They can't even figure out when the fucking Giants are running a fucking bootleg with Daniel Jones. The Bears are such a shitty organization. They're such a shitty football team.
2: I have no idea how or why they are two and two. No idea. They should be winless. They are a joke.
1: They're like, yeah, you know, who's a bigger joke? Potentially the Vikings. I have such a bad feeling about this game because the Vikings, after completely and utterly dominating the Patriots, or not the Patriots, but the Packers week one, game one, they have essentially soiled themselves consistently in front of the NFL. It's been hard to watch the Vikings these last couple of weeks after what they did to the Packers week one. And to make matters worse, there's still, like, still hope for the Vikings. But they, just, they, haven't, like, they haven't figured out Justin Jefferson. And it's like they, they ran circles around the Packers. And I'm like, do what you did against the Packers against every team in the NFL. Why are you not doing this? Why? I don't understand it. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, what? like why? Why are you not good? I don't know. But I have a feeling that their just terribleness will seep deep into the team and they will walk out against the Bears and lay another egg and they will be a joke. They almost lost to the Saints last weekend and the Saints aren't very good and they played Andy Dalton. What? God. But I, I have the Vikings over the Bears, but it's just like... The Vikings, they don't... Like, this isn't a cupcake for them because they're not very good. Titans at Commanders. The Titans aren't very good, and neither are the Commanders. Are one of the worst football teams in America. Congratulations, if you're a Commanders fan, you'll probably be able to get a good quarterback or a good player or whatever next year
2: because you're a, you're one of the worst teams in America. They're one and three, right? Like I'm trying to pull up their schedule. It's like it's loading. Like like why why am I why am I on my computer? Let me let me like. Let me just do this on my on my iPad. Hold on. Hold on. Like, I did this a couple of nights ago. I should just do it again. My computer wants to be ridiculous here. I'm trying to, like, look up if the commanders are 1 and 3 here. Hold on. Yeah, they're 1 and 3. They're terrible. It's like... I wish the commanders would just... I, I wouldn't
1: have to talk about the commanders, you know? I wish the commanders were just not a professional football team. And I'm all for relegation at this point. I'm like, I don't know why the NFL doesn't have relegation, especially considering that some of these football teams are just... It's not, it's not that they're not very good is the problem. It's that they are not a professional football team. It's like how... Like They, they don't function as a professional football team. It's like, how are you, how do you let these guys play the sport of football... At the professional level, when they obviously cannot organize their team in such a way or put out a quality product, get them out of the league, please and thank you. Seahawks at um at the Saints.
2: I'm so tempted to sim- to pick the Saints here. They're both not very good. I mean, the thing about. Seattle is
1: that... I'm rolling with the Saints. Like, I think Andy Dalton is a good enough backup. I think everybody is so inflamed about Russell Wilson that they're just like... And I'm going to change my official pick from Seattle to the Saints. I think everybody's so fucking pissed off with Russell Wilson and his performance last night that they're just like, oh yeah, Geno Smith is so much better than him. Geno Smith... Like, Geno Smith is not. All right? Geno Smith is a backup who is playing above his head like he's not a starter man and I just like Gino struggled a couple like week one against the Broncos when the Broncos were rolling out a fucking blockbuster of a defense they fucking iced them out for the most part and then it's just like Gino's been on a tear every now and again but I predicted this like a couple of weeks ago I forgot what game it was but I was like I had a feeling that Gino was going to lay an egg, and he did a couple of weeks ago, and then he played well against, I forgot who, and now he's going up against the Saints. But the Saints, they have good players. They have a good team. They have a good defense. They should be able to take the game. And it's in New Orleans. I'm like, again, everybody wants to shit all over Russell Wilson, and one of the ways to do it is by talking about how awesome Gino is, and I'm like, not buying it.
2: Not buying it. 49ers at Panthers. 49ers, Carolina.
1: I mean, my watch is just counting down the time at which Matt Rule will be fired. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, we've talked about Matt Rule's inadequacies enough as a head coach. But um, I would be... I, like, some of these games are cupcakes. This is one of the cupcakes. And with this game and the Seattle game and the Bears and the Vikings game, I'm like if these teams and the Titans at Commanders, if these teams lose to these teams. If like the the team that should win, if the Commanders beat the Vi- beat the Titans, if the Bears beat the Vikings, I'm going to be monumentally pissed off. Because these are it's like what Tom Brady is saying. It's like some of these teams are playing like shit. They just are. They're playing below the level of expectation that they should be playing at. And it's not even expectation is the right way. It's like, dude, you're against some of the worst teams in the NFL.
2: You should be coming out the other way with a blowout. It's absurd. That some of these
1: teams, man, are, are, are like it, that. I'm worried that some of these teams are going to lose and the reason why I say that is, overall, this season has been a bit of a joke. In the sense of, we're week five, and I'm like, I thought the Titans were going, were going to be a clear-cut win, or, or going to be the clear-cut one seed in their division. I thought the Colts were going to be able to compete. I thought the Jags were still a year or two away. And it's like every, like every narrative has been flipped. And I'm not mad that the narratives have changed and that I'm wrong. Or that I was wrong at the beginning of the season and that, I'm, that I was wrong. That my predictions are essentially wrong. I, that my predictions that I made at the beginning of the season are wrong, excuse me. I'm not mad at that. I'm mad that certain teams are playing below the standard that they should be playing at. Or I hate the word standard, but they're pl- playing below the level that they should be at. And it creates this unnecessary amount of parity. And of course, some people like parity. For me, I like it when it's deserved. I don't like it when good teams are playing like shit and bad teams are beating the good teams because they're playing like shit. And I, I really don't know why that is, and I can't give you a great reason for that, except for the simplicity of the fact that some teams are poorly coached. We've seen it with, for example, Matt Rule in the Carolina Panthers. We've seen it last
2: night with Nathaniel Hackett and Frank Wright. Those teams are terribly coached. But it's like, I I worry about some of these teams.
1: I worry about some of these teams, some of these good teams that I'm like, dude, you should be better and you're not. Why is that? Eagles at Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals, they're a good team, but they don't have any, any, any way of helping Kyler out on defense. I still, like, I'm weirded out that the Cowboys couldn't beat them last year because the Cardinals weren't a very good defensive team last year and they shut down the Cowboys. I'm like... That shit doesn't make any sense. It's like the way that the the Cardinals... like The Cardinals every struggle against good teams or great teams. They're an average to good team. And they struggle against... they, They struggled against the Chiefs. Like, mightily. They struggled against the Raiders until Kyler just popped off. And I'm like... I don't know how this wasn't more of a problem last year than it was this year. But hey, it is what it is. Cardinals against the Eagles and picking the Eagles but I just I don't understand how the Cardinals are just now like having their bad decisions come back to haunt them. Cowboys out Rams. Again, I've been talking about this game all week. Cowboys, Matt Stafford has been It's not that he's like like there are times and weeks where a player will have a bounce back game after having a bad week. They'll just bounce back and things of that nature. With the Rams, every single week, it doesn't matter what happened the week before, but every single week that Matt Stafford has been under duress and under pressure, he's essentially been under pressure and under duress in all of his games. Every single week, he's played like shit. Every single week. And to make matters worse with Stafford, Stafford doesn't have a very good offensive line. So there's teams that are just good at providing pressure that are getting there and that are causing some issues with the Rams offense and with Matt Stafford. Like Matt Stafford did not play very well this this Monday, this past Monday. And Dallas all they do is just put pressure on you. And then when you and then when they're done putting pressure on you, do you want to know what they do? They pick you off. They may not be the the best team in the league when it comes to turnovers because Trevon Diggs isn't giving you like an interception a week, but he's gotten two interceptions the last week. He could be in for a third. Look out. But I do have Dallas over the Rams because they're just, I think they're a better overall football team. Potentially. They're maybe not a better overall football team, but they're a better football team right now. And I think what Dallas does very well offensively and defensively, the Rams don't like. Aaron has been contained for the most part. Dallas will contain him now. They've contained Trey Hendrickson. They've contained, contained excuse me, Kavion Thibodeau and Aziz Ojalari. They've contained the Washington Commanders defensive line for the most part. They've contained a lot of guys. Tyler Smith has played awesome. Aaron is going to get double teamed or he's going to get singled up by Zach Martin because Zach Martin is the man. And they're just... They're not going to play that game. They're not going to let Aaron pop off. So, Cowboys at Rams. Cowboys. Bengals versus the Ravens. I talked a little bit about the Ravens and how I like them. But... um. To me, this is a game, this is this is like the Vikings and the Bears, where I'm like the Ravens. The Ravens the last two weeks played against the Dolphins and the Bills and should have beaten both of them. They were up by 17 points. They should have beaten both of them. But they couldn't close out the game and turnovers and interceptions and just bad defense caused them to lose against Miami and the Bills. But I'm, I'm taking them against the Bengals because I don't think the Bengals are as good as the, the Bills and the Dolphins at this point. Even though they just beat some, who did they beat last week? They beat beat the Dolphins. Without Tua, though, I don't know. I still think the Ravens are just leagues in front of the Bengals, though. We'll see. I'll be very annoyed if they lose this game again, if they lose another game. And I think people are going to start booing because it's prime time. It's against the Bengals. They know how awesome Lamar is, and I think Lamar will show it on Sunday. Finally, Raiders at Chiefs. Raiders have been a joke all off season, or excuse me, all season. Why wouldn't they continue to be an even bigger joke against the uh, against the Chiefs again on Monday Night Football? Chiefs have been phenomenal. I I don't care that they lost against the Colts. Remember that? And again, it's like it's exactly what I've been talking about. It's like wait, like the Chiefs lost to the Colts? Yeah, that happened a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, like I don't think it matters, but I mean it matters in the sense of like overall placement in the conference or whatever, but like I don't think long term it matters, but Chiefs have to me been one of the best teams in the NFL. They've been like top three, top four. Offensively, defensively. They're a Super Bowl contender and they're they are going to be a threat in the playoffs this year. And I think it's gonna be so interesting to see what happens when they go up against the Bills, potentially once again, because I think that's where we're going for like the third year in a row, where the Chiefs are going to be going up against the Bills or potentially the Ravens. So, a little bit annoyed getting off the podcast today because of just where the state of professional football is, where you have bad teams beating good teams unnecessarily and good teams playing like absolute
2: dog shit. But hopefully this weekend... Hopefully this weekend, teams that
1: should win football games do win football games, and more specifically, hopefully, good teams play like it. Hopefully, they play like they are good teams. Otherwise, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be so annoyed coming in on Tuesday with the podcast. I'm gonna be so fucking pissed off. I'm like, how? I'm gonna be so annoyed. But um, I won't see you tomorrow. We recorded a Music Matters podcast yesterday. Go watch it. Go listen to it. Hopefully you enjoy it. I'm a little bit... I I always say I'm a little bit tired. Because I always am. I'm perpetually tired. But now I'm annoyed and I'm tired. And Formula One, it's like 1230. Formula One is going to come on, yikes, at like 1 o'clock. I'm going to stay up to watch it. I'm not going to the gym.
2: I've been like taking a week off. But um, I'll see you Sunday. A lot of early game
1: action. Some midday games as well. Can't wait to watch it. But, oh my god, I'm going to be... I'm going to be... I have this sinking feeling that essentially what's happened all season long, and that is, like, bad teams beating good teams because good teams have been playing like shit. I have a feeling that that'll happen again. And I will be royally pissed off. And I'll have to play more Hellfire as
2: the season goes on. So... I'll see you Sunday. Please do not piss me off on Sunday. NFL teams. I'll see you Sunday. 24th podcast.